Welcome to a new episode of Startup Mavericks, the good, the bad and the lessons. In this podcast, we invite startups and coaches to talk about specific topics. And today I'm more than happy to host Ludwig, our legal expert, especially for all things related to patents. Welcome, Ludwig. Thank you for having me. Hi. Yeah, I guess most of the time it's about um, trying to find a unique selling point and, and trying to conserve the, conserve it sort of, right? M making sure that people pay money and that they, on the other hand they have something protected. I guess this is how to sum up what you're doing on a daily basis. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You, you protect the, the core idea of, of, uh, of product, technical-wise with a patent, or you protect the coolness of a startup. Uh, when you protect the, the brand um, with a trademark, for example. Would you say that this is a really effective way how to create a unique selling point or should the products be better than just a piece of paper where it says, congratulations, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, unique? Well, uh, I, if I'd be naughty, I'd say ask Apple. Um, but, Why? You know, <laughs> because they, I mean, obviously the, the brand is, is, is very important with, uh, with Apple. And um, sometimes, I guess, and that's not for Apple, I'm, it's not Apple bashing, um, sometimes... <laughs> um, The brand and uh, the value the brand conveys is is more than you you really get. So if you if you buy a very exp uh, expensive handbag, then you might might be better off with a better quality from from somebody that does it locally. Mm -hmm. um, but it's you know it's a brand. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would say that the brand is very important, and but you should have the products that that match the 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 level of sophistication yeah so it's not just hey i'm founding a startup and at the same time i think my product is so unique and i will protect it and i will be safe for the rest of my life right no, i guess no. that's not not at all what it is about when leading a startup or having a specific product right no i, I guess it's uh, that's that holds true for for every company you have to constantly evolve you have to ha get new ideas and when you have those new ideas then you you probably should seek protection um either for for technical stuff uh if it's applicable um with a patent or you have a new name a new line of products a cool logo whatever it is um To, and then you you go for for a trademark or maybe a design if, if it's if it's only the looks or what not only but if it's the looks of, of your product then you you go for the same protection it just to it's not uh, IP is not not a field in itself that you should do because you do IP um, for the for the startups or for every company it's It's just a tool in, in your toolbox. So you, you uh, when, when you're in the production uh, industry, you have your, your lathe, your milling machine, whatever, and uh, a patent, a trademark, and the design is, is nothing else. It's, it's intangible, but um, it adds to the success of your, of your company in, in terms of how successful can you operate on the market. You are supporting a lot of different startups, not only from our accelerator, but of course from 
other institutions, startups and companies, of course, in general. When would you say is the perfect time to protect a brand, an idea? Yeah, so you have experience with, of course, different stages. Is there any particular answer that you can give there? Um, the, the general answer would be as soon as possible, of course. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as possible. But then, then I, would, I would differentiate when you're ready, when it's good enough. So you, especially as a startup, you, you have to allocate your funds like specifically and then very targeted. So you, you don't do a, a trademark application for every name that crosses your mind and, and mm -hmm. every product line you might have or might not have or have for three months or something. Mm -hmm. So um, as early as possible, uh, but only when the idea has a certain grade of maturity so mm -hmm. that you uh, that you know, okay, this is, this is going to carry. And then also pick pick the most important because in the beginning for every startup you, you you're very short on funds and mm -hmm. um, ip is is expensive is expensive in itself so um you you should really pick the the, the best bet and and the other way around i mean in in the beginning uh, startups usually don't have um, a big need for a big portfolio if you're mm -hmm. if you're hardware startup then probably you have um The need for for one patent or two maybe in general every startup has a name and most of the startups have a, have a logo so the name <laughs> is, is usually the the, the the case for the trademark and this should be this should be done properly um, you already can ask the question if you can push the logo a bit further down the road and and use the money when you got funding for example or your first uh, finance round um, yeah and then The, the the big elephant in the room. How do how do you apply for a patent early on when you don't have money? So this is and it's it's difficult. So I unfortunately I have no 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 model answer to that and and no no hidden treasure where where startups can can get the funding from because it's it's just expensive. It is expensive. But generally we can summarize product before patent. So it should have a certain development stage. Yes. Not just the idea. Um, if your idea, <laughs> there goes there goes the typical um, attorney answer. That depends. Um, if you if you if your idea has a, uh, a certain degree of maturity, so you you you're sure about it, you can go for a patent. Um, you don't have to have the finished product. Um, most of the time, it's even with, with big industry clients, they have the idea and then they develop the specific product to it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would say if the if you have a if you have an idea and it's you know well boxed in and uh, well differentiated from 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 other ideas and you have a, a nice package Then you can go for. Then you can and should go for a patent. And um, the the golden rule is keep your mouth shut until the the application is filed. So um, bring NDAs in places with uh, with persons or, or institutions, companies you cannot control. Mm -hmm. And um, 
if you want to go live, present your product, um, then you should really have your application in place, and then you then you're free to to present everything you, you want. But uh, the the biggest mistake you could do is show the product and then get the feedback that's a great product and then find out you should have done a patent on it. But a commonest mistake then is that people publish, for example, their idea sort of in a blog post yeah, or that's very cool. I don't know, they present it more or less on a public event mm -hmm. and this is one of the biggest mistakes they can do if it's not yet confirmed as a patent, right? Patent application, you don't have a granted patent because getting a patent granted takes years. Mm. I mean, it's we're, we're looking easy, three years from, from the day of application, easily. Yeah. So... But when would be then the first time that I'm allowed to... When you, when the day you, even the day you drop it uh, at the, like, figuratively speaking, in, in the letterbox of the, of the patent office, then you're allowed to, okay. to, to, to talk about it. So if you... If a startup has a huge presentation, a pitch, whatever, um, on, a, on a day, then this very day is the last chance to, to file the patent. Mm. Okay, understood. Without having, without having problems that you created your own prior that <laughs> gonna haunt you. <laughs> And there are, as far as I know, two major differences in patents. The uh, design one, And the, how do you say, utility patent? Is this correct? Mm, um, yeah, if we talk in China, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you have, you have three, three, different, three, okay. three different kinds of, of um, protection rights. You mm -hmm. have trademarks, which can have almost any form. Then you have the technical. Um, so that's a logo, for example. The first that's one. a logo yeah, that yeah. can be a sound, that can be your color, name. your name, mm -hmm. like the word itself, then the word in, in, a, in a specific um, design. Um, it, uh, I said a sound, it can be a movement. They even try to get uh, a scent as, as a trademark, mm -hmm. but that's not possible yet. Probably it will come, but it's not possible yet. Mm -hmm. um, so that's trademarks. And then you have uh, everything that is technical. This is the, the, let's call it the normal patent, like the 20-year valid patent as you, as you know it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you have the utility model. That's what you mentioned. Uh, this is, it's always said it's the smaller brother, but um, basically it's, it's, it's an equal brother. Um, it has a, a smaller shelf life. You you have 10 years maximum protection, mm -hmm. but it's easier to get. You you don't have a substantial examination. Um, it you file the application and it, it enters the, the registry without um, substantive um, examination. Mm -hmm. And then you have the design, and this is a, a, a separate. Uh, protection right that protects the looks of a product mm -hmm. or a graphical user interface or a, a, a design of a fabric, for example. And this is totally independent of the, the technical feature. So if your computer looks like your vase, then they would be, they would be uh, infringing. People also often ask the question, is it possible to protect code yeah, from web developers somehow? code itself is the code itself the very code is protected by a copyright law um, if but it's very specific and it's not not very not very broad this protection um, if you're asking for software patents mm -hmm. 
This is uh, against common common uh, opinion. This is very possible. Um, we could easily talk about uh, three hours alone about um, uh, software patents, but the current state is um, if you if your software has an influence on the real world, so outside your computer, uh, a sensor. Um, I don't know, it, it, uh, it controls a 3D printer to print mm -hmm. better, what, whatever yeah. it is, like influence on the real world outside the computer, then uh, you can have it. For the time being, it is not possible to get um, European protection and also German um, on a uh, software itself like uh, simulation software is a good example so okay. if you have a simulation software that only does simulations um, currently you cannot have protection or it is super difficult to get protection on it um, I think that's not correct and I think the pendulum gonna swing in, in, in the other direction because you, you certainly have um, inventions and development in, in that field pure software and um, but for the time being, um, it's 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 very difficult to, to get a patent only on, on pure software yeah. without influence mm -hmm. in the in the in the real world outside the computer. I've heard about this hack that you should print out the code, put it in a letter, mm. and send it to yourself. Yeah, and this don't is, open the letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is um, how you you um, uh, can prove that you had the code at a certain point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you can you, you can do that, um, but there's also there's um, companies on the internet that um, provide you with a with a timestamp for, for for such copyright mm -hmm. issues. But and this is very important. I had I had quite a few cases where those deposits of a copyright were confront uh, confused with. Um, a, a proper patent application or something so it's not the case mm -hmm. um, if you if you bring something public without having uh, a patent application on it you create it prior on yourself and then you you probably killed your own patent so mm -hmm. those companies they they provide a good service if you want to prove a certain prior art at a given moment mm -hmm. in time mm -hmm. and, and want to have that proof done quite well and, and, and quite airtight, then you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to help you in, in the sense of, uh, of getting a patent or something. It's just a proof that you were had, had what you'd ever have deposited. Okay, understood. Before we talk about like how much do specific types maybe cost, at least... Uh, from I would say maybe from a figure perspective, is it like five hundred thousand, fifty thousand, one hundred euros, one hundred thousand euros for a specific kind of patent, um, and of course also the startup mistakes or cases that you know. We have a special section in this podcast that is called either or. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you five uh, i have here five questions with me and they're always 
two perspectives or let's say an either or question and I would just like you to directly choose one. We can discuss it of course afterwards. Yeah? Okay, sure. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah, sure. Good. Number one, financial or legal security first in a company? Legal security. Uh-huh, interesting. National patent first or directly going international? National patent first. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about that one. Working in a small or a big legal company for all those people who listen maybe who want to do something similar like you. Um, small company, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. Utility patent or just a design patent? Can can you choose sort of? No, they are so they're, different. They're, they're very different. It's like mm -hmm. apples and, and, and bananas. Yeah, so it's like both. Maybe we can let it Yeah, go. yeah. In that case, <laughs> I would say both, of course. And working with startups or companies in that sense of bigger companies? Um, startups. Okay, interesting. Thank you for that. So I guess what we learned already is in terms of the different patents that there are so many different ones that I guess really often a combination makes sense. It is. It is. Um, you in the, in the in the corporate world, like the the big companies, you, you your product has a name that can be protected by mm -hmm. by a by a trademark. It usually is designed in a very specific way, even if if it's a technical product. Then you can apply uh, design on, on the looks. And then, of course, you have technology within, and that can be protected with a patent. Usually, it's, it's, more patent, it's a lot more patents than, than only one per mm -hmm. product. Like yeah. on, on the window wiper, I, I read that there is 80 to, to 120 patents <laughs> only on the window wiper. So. Okay, so, but still, you said national patent first instead of directly going international. Why? Because it's cheaper. <laughs> no, there's uh, especially for startups. There's a there's a cheap way or a cheaper way mm -hmm. to get an international application when you when you file nationally first. So it's can it's it's going international via a national first application. And can you then maybe give us an insight about the costs? So um, what is the difference between, for example, a national patent and an international one? Do I need to have 5k in the very beginning and if I would like to have a European wide one it's like I don't know 50k and then what about 100k is there a sort of number that you can um, yeah I can give you relations so relation. whenever, whenever you're national so German German patent German trademark everything that is within the country is fairly uh, inexpensive when it comes to office fees mm -hmm. usually when, when you do the work yourself and you perfectly can do that uh, you can if you can um, then the the office fees in in, in Germany are, are very reasonable um, when you when you go into when you go uh, European either the trademark the design or um, the patent at this you, you step up the ladder quite a bit so you can you can add a zero at least mm -hmm. From five to fifty, sort of. So yeah, you you're definitely gonna be like for a European patent. When all is said and done, you're in the five figure range. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not not the upper one, but ten um, to twenty mm -hmm. is. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. Yeah. And then um, when it goes internationally. 
you really don't have any boundaries because also it depends where you go um, because uh, you there's no no um, international application in the sense that you file one application and then you get the whole world you still have to choose the countries and the more you choose the the, the, the expensive the more expensive it gets so, mm -hmm. so and it gets expensive pretty quickly the problem um, here is that in most of the countries you need another patent attorney that is a local so you're already paying two patent attorneys mm -hmm. and um, you can imagine if you have 10 uh, 10 of those countries it's expensive mm. and then you have 10 separate um, granting proceedings so if you really want to go internationally that's whole another ball game mm. when it comes to costs what were the highest costs that you ever had to had to deal with i had my 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 most important um, proceeding so far was a six-figure proceeding regarding uh, a Chinese trademark or a, a trademark that got hijacked in, in China and we, we fought for getting it back and we got it mm -hmm. back, but it was extremely expensive. But that's maybe also an important point here. You always need to fight for your own patents, right? It's not somebody else yes, fighting it point. for you. Yes, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, that's exactly the thing. Nobody, nobody will care. Like the government, or no government. Nobody will tell you. Um, not even. No, mm -hmm. no, no, not even. Um, you in, in in Germany, you can even go along and and um, apply for Coca-Cola as a as a trademark. They will enter that into the registry mm -hmm. most most possibly because mm -hmm. there is no no checks for for all the trademarks from from the office in europe it's diff it's a bit different they they don't check for all the trademarks however they they at least inform possible older trademark owners that there is a, that mm. there could be a problem mm -hmm. so it's a bit better in the us you have um, an ex officio um, uh, checking for all the trademarks and china as well so it, it's different kinds of, of okay. systems But um, also for, for for patent that holds true, you have to you have to see to find the infringer and mm -hmm. uh, and to do your work. The, there's um, mechanisms in place that when you start the proceeding and everything is there, but you have to initiate. Nobody will mm -hmm. do that for you. Did you ever experience the fight startup corporate? No, not yet. To be honest, um, everything was I was involved in, in quite a few, but that was a very at a very early stage, and we could sort that quite friendly. Does what does it mean? So it it was uh, it was some sort of trade. Usually, you know, usually it's silly things. So you 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 unwillingly infringe a trademark, then mm -hmm. you you look after that and you you come to you come to a conclusion or an, an, an agreement or something um, i had one startup that had a problem with a big company uh, regarding patents but that was also resolved without uh, without going to trial mm -hmm. so yeah i've experienced it but not the not the, not the, not the commonly known <laughs> stories um, david against goliath okay no. Okay, that's good. But can you maybe give an, give us an example of a story where a startup did a big mistake? I don't know, spending way too much money or making mistakes whatsoever. Something that um, I comes think there was there was quite a there was quite a, a, 
a famous one. Um, this company WeWork mm -hmm. that provide shared office space. Yes. Um, the founder had registered the trademark rights not to the company but to his name mm -hmm. which I usually yes. recommend because it's um, it's then not so uh, it, it's more difficult to, to get kicked out of, of his own company in that case um, it was uh, it, it was exactly like that he should be he was uh, he should be kicked out and mm -hmm. then he, he sold the uh, the name rights for for another quite yeah. high sum so it was it was not it wasn't it was a mistake of the of the startup mm -hmm. but not of the founder so mm -hmm. yeah i think it was uh, the it term was in, it was in the millions 100% he i think even he became billionaire by selling his company also yeah. they wanted to throw him out But he, with his name rights, etc. Exactly, exactly. He also it was it was quite well played. Yeah, I think even the term "failing up" was back then really Yeah, yeah, famous. yeah. yeah. <laughs> some, some, something, something like that. So, I, yeah, it was a mistake of the company, but not not his mistake as a founder, yes. certainly not. And from the startup perspective, fails. Have you experienced some where you said, "Ah, I'm so sorry that this happened"? Um, yeah, early on, uh, it was. It's usually trademarks. This mm -hmm. is this is the huge problem. It's not the the awareness that that most most of the information is publicly available. So if you pick a name for your startup, you can check the, the databases that are publicly mm -hmm. there, and then if you find lots of hits for your for your name, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> um, but that happens a lot, and. Um, The problem is if you have to if you have to do a conversion because you really have a bad trademark infringement of, of, of a bigger company and you know you don't come to, to terms with them, then it's potentially the end of the of the startups yeah. because if you're already in full sprint and you have to rename your company, mm. that usually is, is not a good thing. I and this yeah. is this is what I experienced. Yeah, it's it's uh, usually it's it's not Trade, uh, it's not not patent cases or not patent related. Very rarely, it's lower level even. Yeah, yeah, mm. and, and but the, the the most part is is, is trademarks. I know a story about a startup um, that also chose a name that was taken already. They were selling their drinks. It was about drinks, um, and then they got approached by saying, "Hey, we." have this name already I, I'm not sure whether yeah it must have been a trademark um, and then they needed to relabel everything mm. and it cost them so much money mm. because they wanted 20,000 euros instead like going to court and etc yeah. etc et huh? yeah. and they said yeah okay so uh, it will be less money and effort although it was still a lot to to rebrand yes and this um, is this is a, this is Unfortunately, it's very common. Mm. Um, there was a, a, a client of mine had the same problem. They already printed the carton boxes, and then mm. we had a look into in the database, and there was the, the <laughs> same exact trademark was already trademarked for the very product they wa wanted to sell in yeah. said carton boxes. <laughs> so old bag and new name, new carton boxes. So we had like a different kind of patent, trademark, etc. We just talked about, let's say, 5K, 10K, 20K. What is the cheapest alternative if, to, if I want to protect something? It's the design, right? If you want to protect the looks, then it's, it's, it's the design. Um, if you want to protect 
technical um, technical aspects, then it's certainly the the utility model because mm -hmm. there's no substantial examination. Um, so what's the cheapest version to protect and how much should I expect to pay? There goes the typical answer again, that depends. <laughs> um, Logo, it's, it's, name. It's, 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 really, it's, really, it's really difficult to say. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go for a national, uh, national trademark application, which you can do yourself as a startup, mm -hmm. it, it is possible you have to dig into it, mm -hmm. but then you don't have to pay a lawyer and, and the outcome is usually okay. It's mm -hmm. not perfect, but it's okay. And, and you have something to, to present and you have mm -hmm. your name protected and can show something to, uh, to potential investors. Um, it's fairly cheap. Uh, it's, I think, in the range of 300 euros mm -hmm. for a, for a trademark application mm -hmm. and, and you, you have a, a decent protection with it within Germany. Yeah. The, the, the cheapest comparable uh, in Europe would be already uh, 1050 euros yeah, in, um, in, in, in office fees. Yeah. So it's, you, can, you can do that yourself. Honestly, please, please, dear startups, please do not draft your patent applications yourself. <laughs> It does not work. I guess that's like a perfect uh, last word <laughs> towards this podcast episode. Thank you so much, Ludwig, uh, for being our guest here. And yeah, for giving so many hints, lessons about the legal side of patents, etc. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Great fun. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao.